Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff doing our first podcast of the week. Had the night off. Everybody starts to give us a hard time. I don't need it. <laughs> we knew uh, we knew today was the NHL trade deadline. We wanted to hold the show so we could come in, talk about all the exciting trades. Man, you saw the New York Rangers be active today. Kevin Hayes gets traded. Wayne Simmons gets traded. Who got traded from the Rangers that the goalie started crying his head off? Uh, <laughs> was that Zuccarello? Is that it? Yeah, Henrik uh, You do not see that in other sports. You know what, Dave? They um, Lundqvist is great. Hen- yeah. Henrik uh, Lundqvist is great. I yelled at him in September when I was in New York. Yeah? Yeah. Dude. He, he gave up five goals in the first period. Well, shit. It's like uh, <laughs> preseason baseball. And uh, he's super cool, and they had played together for 10 years. Okay. 10, to get, 10 years, man. Lundqvist is great. Like a lot of those guys, he's got that subtle cool new york cool yeah like he's the perfect guy on the perfect team like if he was the goalie for the vancouver canucks or san jose nobody care but being the guy of the rangers man he just soaks it up looks Uh, like a guy well he looks like he just walked off of uh like an hbo show you know you're right it's funny is okay a couple things remember i told you we went to madison square garden in september And we were sitting towards the top. Josh and I were there and, and, and just fucking around because, you know, you're right. It was the first preseason game. It was against yeah. the Flyers. He sucked. Yeah. But I yelled it. Just wanted to see what would happen. Lundquist, <laughs> you suck. Dude, <laughs> like half the garden is ready to kill me. You know, yeah. he's our guy. But it was it was different. As they say, everything in the garden is bigger. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's what they were saying. Why you think Durant, you know, Kevin Durant can end up in New York. You win wow. a championship in New York and how big it is. I mean, look at Mark Messier. Yeah. I mean, he's won championships before, but he yeah. went to one with the Rangers, Shit. and all of a sudden, he is the king of New York forever. I, I love guys like that. I, I just I like guys that step up and are able to handle the moment. Yeah. And then you see other guys that can't handle the moment. But from a hockey standpoint, yeah, for what Messier did with that team, yep. unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I think you're right, Dave. I think while – because I think in Edmonton – he was always riding shotgun to Gretzky. Exactly. Even when Gretzky had left and Messier still had success, he was still in Gretzky's shadow. Yep. When Gretzky went to New York, that was Messier's team with Gretzky. The roles had been reversed as close as they were. But he called his shot, man. He guaranteed it. And yeah, think about Messier too. Is consummate old school NHL leader, scored, yeah. led. Guaranteed the victory, pushed guys around, was tough, was going to support his teammates, old school. Yeah. You and know, like Marty McSorley, I stand up for my teammates. <laughs> you know, people always play that game. If you were, your life story was played in a movie, who would play you? Yeah. Bruce Willis would have played Messier. Oh, it'd be great. Right? Without be a, great. They acted like the same guy. Yeah. I mean, Messier acted like the guy in Die Hard. Yeah. 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 I you mean, know? he was the guy. Yeah. He wasn't, he didn't have to act to be that guy, but- yeah, that was the cool thing about it and Lundquist and everything else. But no, we did not uh, come in last night. It had nothing to do with the Academy Awards. It had nothing to do with the NHL trade deadline. I just had uh, I just had a unique situation where I had a rare Sunday night with my son. That's awesome. And I, I take advantage of them, man. I take advantage of them, and it was great. I'll tell you this too, Dave, and it was... It was a crazy week, and we share everything on this show, and I'm happy to share this because it's all cool. 
Uh, Wednesday, we had two things going on at work that were fine. Um, where I had kind of self-imposed a deadline for myself, but my bosses were not looking for me to get either one of these two things done until probably April 1st. Okay. So it was nothing from a management standpoint, but it was a self-imposed deadline that I put on myself to get something done. And so when I did it, I went really hard into this project and at Wednesday afternoon, I was going to go down and see my sons. Got stuck in traffic because it was raining. It yeah. was like an hour and a half. And, dude, I felt it. I felt it on the drive down. And when I got there, there were a bunch of people in my kid's house. And for the first time in like seven months, I had one of those days where you go dark. And the people that fight depression, you understand what I'm saying? And I have no problem sharing this story. It's 100% true. So I got really frustrated with my ex-wife. I got frustrated with my kids because um, like nobody said there were going to be 20 people there. And I took it like, oh, now I have to come in, take my kids away, and I'm breaking up the party. And it got fucked. So, Whether, Hold on. So when you say there are 20 people in your house, was it 20 kids in your house? Yeah, kids and okay, adults. Okay, your, your and kids' everything. friends. Yeah, kids' friends. So you buy, yeah, I understand. So if you're saying you're taking the kids with you. I felt like I was ruining yes, the party. you're ruining the day. Right. And so mentally, I was just kind of fried by the project getting done. Now it's like everything starts to escalate. So that's Wednesday night. And you go, oh, fuck. Like this hasn't happened in a long time. So I got up Thursday. Thursday, I was still fighting it. And this is where I really fucked up. Where I really fucked up was I said, hey, this is why I have the Lexapro in the trunk of my car. And I took two of the Lexapro. Well, I have not taken Lexapro. Shit, I don't even know um, since the summer. And I don't know what one would have done, but two completely fucked me up. And what it did was it gave me like a major anxiety really? issue. So I had anxiety on Thursday. Uh, Friday wasn't great, but this is what was cool. What was cool was um, Friday afternoon... Like I was still, like I still was pissed at my kids. Yeah. Even though they really hadn't done anything. Yeah. But I was still pissed at them. I didn't want to do shit. And uh, like I was trying to come out of it. And I didn't know if it was the depression. I didn't know if it was the Lexapro. I didn't know if it was just being mentally tired. My son Cade called me and he goes, uh, hey, we going to this Aztec game tonight? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going. And he goes, great. He goes, I was afraid we weren't going to go. And I had promised him the chance that we were going to go Friday night. Yeah. So we went Friday and I started coming out of it. But it feels, Dave, like for anybody who's done this, it feels like if you have been at a party and you don't drink and now all of a sudden you're doing shots and you're doing beers and you're buzzed like really buzzed in the fog. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to stop drinking. And it feels like if you've stopped drinking for like an hour and maybe you've had water or you've had a Coke and you're coming out of it and you're still in this fog. Fuck Dave. I was in this fog until literally two o'clock yesterday afternoon. Dude, I believe it. So let me, the reason I say I believe it is I knew it. Yeah. Dude, I knew you were. And yeah. I, I didn't know what to do. 
And yeah. Because here, <laughs> you know, they say don't poke the bear. Yeah. I was afraid if I asked you, are you okay? You're oh, no, lose you your can. Shit. No, you always, you can. I, because, I will say this. And I said, good. I didn't know what to do. And I knew, man. Yeah, I, it was I fucked could, up. And people say st- stupid shit. Here's the deal. The difference of you and me and everyone else being friends. I spend more time with you in my life than I have my own wife. Yeah. Honestly, I've talked to, there's no one in this planet I've talked to more than than you. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, right now he's in a bad spot. Right. And I'm afraid to even say, are you in a bad spot? Because I thought it might throw you completely no, over the top. No, no, no. But for- I could tell by, number one, the way you were just kind of fucking around with me, that yeah. there was some heat on it. Oh, that yeah. That I was like, fuck, dude. And I was thinking the same thing Friday night. Josh said yeah. to me, are we going to the Aztec game Friday with Jeff? And I go, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you, your kid's up. 11, my kid's 25. Yeah. And I said, I don't fucking know. And I said, I'm not going to bring it up unless Jeff brings it up. And then when you brought it up, I said, yeah, we're definitely going. Yeah. But I didn't think you were okay. No, and I wasn't. Yeah. And then you were so you were so hot. And then right. I, I didn't know if I was, I, I, honestly, God, dude, I was like, do I call your mom? <laughs> I know it sounds dumb, but honestly, yeah. I was worried about your well-being. Yeah. Because it was so, so strange. And I, 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 I remember I talked to Rita and I said, I don't think Jeff's in a good spot. No. And then I talked to another mutual friend of, of ours that's not in this business. And I said, I don't think Jeff's in a good spot. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And uh, and it wasn't, honestly, what even though I know Stevie Woods was in a conversation with that wasn't Stevie Woods. No, anymore. no, no. But I just didn't know what to do. I didn't, and yeah. I wasn't going to call Vita. No. I wasn't going to call your wife. You know, I was She didn't know. I wasn't going to call, but I honestly, I was just kind of worried about your well-being because it was, you were, you were cruising along doing really well. Yeah. But all going. of a sudden. It's fucking crazy. Did I? It, honestly, I didn't know. You were, I'm thinking, fuck, dude, if he's this mad with me, I go, what's he doing yeah. with everyone else in his way? <laughs> That's all I kept thinking. Yeah, it was really crazy. Here's the here's the sincere truth to Dave and to all of you who I've been incredibly lucky that have been with me on social media through this. You can always say to me, are you okay? Because the one promise I will make to every one of you is I'll be 100% honest. And I would have said the other day, uh, no, I think I'm kind of fucked up. What do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would tell you. Because I owe that to you. I owe that to anybody because enough people check in on me on a regular basis yeah. <clears throat> that I owe the, that I owe them the honesty to say, yeah. Here was the other crazy thing that's really kind of wild about that. You seem good Friday night. I was better. My son's really started to get me out of it. Good. But here was the crazy Baseball's thing. kind of a game, too, that mellows you out a little bit, too. Yeah, it was nice. So... The funny th- fucking thing about this whole shit is I have three buddies that I run with that have done the Robert Kraft world. Yeah. The Robert Kraft. Yeah, I got a couple of buddies that do that too. Yeah. I've been with them. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll walk you through what happens because I hear all these fucking people today that are holier than thou. Yeah. That act like that never happens. All I know is there's about 10,000 of those fucking places open in California. Somebody's going. And we have gone. Now, we have gone. But the other thing that really fucked me up over those days is you start thinking in a paranoid way. Like, you've really contributed to what that trafficking and the whole thing is. And you're just like, I'm fucking arrested. I'm (laughs) done. My life's over. All this shit. And, like, it really it really, really fucks with you, all this kind of shit. And there's, like, paranoia was going on. Like, I was convinced. I was convinced on Thursday and Friday, like, me and my buddies were getting arrested and all this, and we were all fucked. And fuck, I don't know. They'll probably arrest us tomorrow. Who cares? 
What the fuck? No, what's arrested? We're all arrested tomorrow. <laughs> but so I was like, I was thinking about this driving down. I'm like, do I even tell these stories? I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking yeah, tell not? you the story. So everybody has talked about Robert Kraft with prostitution. Yeah. And this is, and fuck, he was in there 14 minutes. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. But I was like, well, I got a prostitute story. And I got these fucking massage stories that, I, that I'll fucking share with this audience. So I'll start with the prostitute story. When I was in my early 20s, the same fucking group of guys yeah. that I run with, these maniacs, we never did cocaine. Yeah. We drank too much. We'd get in fights. But we were all down one night at a fight at the sports arena. We had one buddy in the group. Think of... Uh, Charles Martin Smith in American Graffiti, right? Okay. The one guy who didn't get laid, yeah. never got laid. And so we're all like early 20s. We have disposable income. And at that time, Dave, right outside of Lay Girls, there used to be hookers. Yeah. They've cleaned that whole area up. But at it's that time. It's a church now. It's a rock church. Right. But I mean, they haven't had they haven't had hookers down in that area in 25 years. So me, I almost just started naming names. Dude. Yeah, all my buddies that listen to this would be like, God damn it, <laughs> I married the kids. We don't have uh, anything on the show. Right. Me and four buddies. I'll leave it at that. One of them may have been a family member. Wink, wink. <laughs> we pool our money. We yeah. pull our money because we're going to get our other buddy laid. Okay? We couldn't give less of a fuck yeah. about anything. Yeah. We're just getting them laid. It feels like one of those goddamn spring break movies. Awesome. So we pull our money. And honestly, Dave, I don't know how much it was. It may have been 80 bucks, but it felt like we had 200 bucks together. So we find this beautiful... God, man, she looked like she was... Uh, like, I mean, the way I remember, she looked like Holly Berry. Okay? Like, she was cool. Nice. She wasn't like, hey, what's up? <laughs> what's your name? Like, she was she was great looking, and she had her shit together, and she yeah. was hot. So we said, that's the one. Okay? That's the one. So let's say it's 100 bucks. So we give this girl the 100 bucks, and we say it's for this guy right here. So she goes, okay, well, let's go. So I had an old fucking Honda Accord. I go, well, fucking take him to the Accord, which yeah. now is like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but uh, they start cutting across the street. The Accord is parked behind what used to be the Jack in the Box across from Lay Girls. They start cutting across the street, and my buddy goes, I can't do this. He gets fucking Jelly Legs Jones. And I'm like, what? I can't do this. I'm out. I go, why well, can't, we're not getting the hundred bucks yeah. back. You asshole. <laughs> he goes, well, I'm sorry. I'm not going. So everybody kind of looks around. The one guy in the group who may have been a family member was married. Other guys have girlfriends. I'm like the one single guy. I go, well, fuck yeah. it. I'm going. Yeah. You fuckers all paid. I'm going. <laughs> so me and Holly Berry, who may have looked more like Wheezy, but I believe yeah. she looked like Holly Berry for the story. <laughs> We cut to the Honda Accord. 
We are in the Honda Accord. The door shut. And literally as the door shut, four San Diego PD oh, cars fuck. come flying into the parking lot behind the check of the box. And you just see people fucking scatter, right? It looks like yeah. somebody put a light on cockroaches. Me and Halle Berry fucking take the seat release lever. Like, we didn't even say anything. We're like Batman Robin. Choo-choo, boom, seats just fall straight back. So I'm like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> and she goes, ah, they, they do sweeps every now and then. So we're watching. Now, she's got every stitch of clothing on. I have every stitch of clothing on. So even if they had come through and put a light in the yeah. window, like, we're not getting arrested. I'm not getting arrested, but yeah. I'm just sitting there. So now they're scurrying and they're <laughs> tackling guys and smacking guys around. And she and I are watching this. So I'm like, how's your, you know, how's your night going? Not bad. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I go, well, fuck, nothing's happening here. She goes, no. Nah. So she hung out for like 10 minutes. Everything cleared. She left. I, I, that's it. That's it. No money. You didn't get the money back. Didn't get the money back. Holly Berry leaves. That's the prostitute story. Yeah. So when I see Robert Kraft and being accused of this. Yeah. Talking to three buddies of mine today and going, hey, like, are you looking at this? Because tell me your experience. Here's what everybody says. The same experience. These guys have had much more than me. But I'm not going to fucking lie to you. Who cares? Probably be arrested. I told you. Not. <laughs> when you go in, Dave, you go into these places. <laughs> we were all laughing today. We all combined. There's always a big fucking aquarium for some reason. Oh, I have funny. no idea why. That's funny. Some Always oversized goldfish, the yeah. whole thing. The girl comes out. They don't take you on the tour of the facility. It's not like a fucking timeshare. Yeah. So you don't check every room. You go, and I confirmed this with my buddies today. I go, is this what happens? They go, yeah. So let me tell you what probably happened for Robert Kraft. They go and they put you in a room. You strip down and then you wrap a towel around yourself. You're face down on a table. The lights are down. These girls don't really talk to you at all. There is no conversation. They come in. It's a half hour. It's an hour massage, right? And it's your neck and your shoulder and the whole thing. And then at the end, right, they flip you over and it's... Handy Joe. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. And then you. But they actually go through the whole, like the, like a real massage. 100%. Okay. 100%. But uh, from talking with my buddies and go, look, yeah. here's my limited experience. Tell me the truth. They go, 100%. I go, yeah. I'm telling this tonight on the podcast. Don't say my name. I'm not saying your name. It's a, yeah. I mean, for them. Yeah. Now, Kraft, we were all laughing at Kraft's story because I'm like, he's in there for 14 minutes. They're like, no. You go in, you do it, you leave, and that's it. They have Kraft on film. I know. I mean, like fucking Kim Kardashian was on film. But, but Kraft's, right. wearing, Kraft's getting jerked off with that guy dang white collar. You know why he... <laughs> that's but, how you knew it was him. He's the only guy so by the shirts like it's fucking L.A. Law, 1986. But you know why I heard the guy... <laughs> Jesus. Corbin Burns is like, that's my shirt. <laughs> Give my shirt back. <laughs> I heard the guy on Kaplan saying the other day, 
All he has to do is make a phone call and he can get anybody he wants. He's not going to do that. Yeah. The fucking paper trail. He's not going to do that. That's some chick. He thought he's going in there and it's the anonymity. Now, yeah. fuck the idea that he's doing it at the AFC championship game. Yeah. Hey, man, I don't know. 77 years old. Is that right? Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah. But he probably figured you can go in there. It's the anonymity of it. Yeah. He got his thing done. He pays cash. Yeah. What a month. Wins the Super Bowl and arrested. Yeah. But, but you know, Dave, I will tell you this. I will tell you what it came back to. What yeah. it came back to is, like, like you just, like I said to the buddies of mine today, like, would you have ever guessed that there's the idea of it's trafficking and these women potentially no. being, and you go, no. And you physically feel sick. Of course. You physically feel ill. And Dave, that's the way I felt on Thursday, man. You feel that way on Friday. You go, fuck, man. I feel physically ill because you go, I don't, you don't want to be a part of that. You don't want to do no. any of that shit. And I don't know what he was doing. I just talked to my buddies, like I said, but, but my point being, they don't take you on a fucking tour. You have no idea if they're living there. They don't talk to you. Nobody says anything. And, uh, and I don't know much, but I was like, fuck, I can tell you I've been to one. It's not. Yeah. And you go, yeah, but it's just, it's, uh, it's really your guys, right? Yeah. What do you always say, Dave? What are the two rules for guys? Well, you, you never go after a, a buddy. Oh, no, ch- you always say feed them and fuck them is always oh, been your thing. Uh, right? Oh no. So guys have two. Guys have two emotions, hungry and horny. Yeah. If a guy doesn't have an erection, make him a sandwich. Right. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you. Uh, well, I can't. I, I can't say I guarantee it. I, do, I don't know. But the average guy rolling into that place is like, I don't want to put a hooker in my car. Yeah. I'm guessing. And you go in there and you do your thing and you leave. And I you probably are not thinking about what's this girl's life like. Yeah. No, it's true. But it's, it made, I, I just, I said to my buddies today, I go, dude, I felt physically ill that what we thought was kind of a funny night out, yeah. you know, almost like a strip club night out. Man, you had no idea that that kind of shit's going on. Well, you're you know, right. The sex trafficking is what scares everybody. And, and of course, you, whoever, you know, Robert Kraft, I don't know him at all. I'm just saying you don't want to be part of something illegal activity. I know people maybe don't have Robert Kraft money, but people have money that have girls like that that will just come to their house. Yeah. You know, and that's what the guy probably said to Kaplan. He could have brought someone to his house. And that's funny because I've seen um I've seen Robert Kraft's girlfriend. Yeah. You know, and you know, good looking girl and not saying that you remember Robert Kraft's wife died a few years ago mm. and all the players were crazy emotional about how much they loved her and, yeah. and everything else. Well, quickly, you know, he had a girlfriend, you know. The old saying, hey, I, I, you know, I opened up my wallet and there she was, you know, it was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, one of those. But you know, here's the, here's the deal. I, I've, and I've never, ever gotten a prostitute. I have tons of friends who have gotten them. I think I was just afraid of ever getting arrested. One right. of those kind of deals, because I've been in Vegas where all my buddies have done it. And then I just said, I'll, I'll be down downstairs. You guys call me when they're gone. Right. But I always when I watch the stories on the news where these guys get arrested, I've seen mm-hmm. it in San Diego a bunch of times. And I'm like, fuck, man, there's so much shit going on. Right. You know, there's so much shit illegal. I mean, I had a son that was basically murdered because of fentanyl. Yeah. And yet. ICE and the IRS yeah. and all yeah. these fucking places. All that are, shit. And you're worried and about a had, guy getting jerked off. Right. Fuck, man. Now, again, I don't know what was going on in the back yeah. room of that place. And for but right now, Padre Geekster's like, this is not my favorite podcast. No. But I'll t- <laughs> we're fucking. Look, man, I'm telling you. But Leisure Fryer is like, this is my favorite yeah, podcast. Yeah, slow down. <laughs> 
But it's like one of those things where you go from Wednesday to Thursday to Friday where I was just like, fuck, man, I was I was fucked up in the head, like really bad. Okay, so going back to it, what Uh what set it off? Just working too hard? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think so. And then taking the Lexapro that I shouldn't have just so jumped I, back into. Not again. I don't know anything about Lexapro. I know people who have taken Lexapro were on it, mm-hmm. and they say you got to take it the right way and let it yeah. get into your system. Yeah, you think yeah, you just yeah. kind of? It's, yeah. like, it's like having instead of having one drink, you had basically a bottle of tequila. I mean, you just went all in. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Dave. If it would have been that, if that dramatic a thing. Um, but it's just kind of a combination of a lot of. When different- did you catch yourself? Well, when did I know? Yeah, when did you know that, hey, I'm not in a good spot? Uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, you figured yeah, it out. Yeah, did you no, go to I work kn- on Thursday and Friday? Uh-huh. Fuck, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. You bite anybody's head off? Uh, I don't... No, I don't think so, but I, I knew I was I was pretty quiet. I think I was probably pretty quiet. Um, because there's just... You're stressed, and like I said, man, you, you realize, you go, look, the things you've done in your past, and you go, yeah, I've done shit like that. Yeah. And you just feel like, you just feel like shit, man. You go, fuck. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I'm not running a trafficking ring. I'm, no. I would, I'm pretty sure Robert Kraft's not running a trafficking ring. No. But you just, you fuck. But you look back at it, and you go, yeah. If, if that, you go, shit, if we were arrested, what would we say? You come in here, you go, yeah, I fucked up. Fucked up. Shit. I'm sorry. I'll tell you tonight I fucked up. I wish I hadn't done that well, stuff. Well, that's why you call it growing up. You're a yeah. kid. It wasn't like this was two years ago. Yeah. But uh, but you just go, you go, fuck, man. Yeah, you're just, and all that kind of stuff. And So, yeah, it's a combination of everything. Yeah. Where you just go, yeah. But it reminds you. Um, and so Thursday night, let me think about this. Let me get my days straight. Thursday night, I met a friend of mine who's in a very similar situation, um, but roles are reversed. And she kind of started talking me through it. And she has, for two and a half days, really been there a lot, just kind of checking in and and walking me through it and just kind of like being aware of it. But really, it was... Like my kids, number one, and just going like, you know, going, I'm like, fuck, I'm coming in here and just yeah. talking about, you know, mostly the the bigger thing was uh, the depression part of it and going, yeah, I can't just fucking jump right back into the Lexapro thing, but just being incredibly lucky that I have people that kind of look out for me and, and yeah. check in on you and go, hey, y'all good. Because like I said to her, um, and you still feel kind of off, like you're still yeah. off, right? You still feel like you feel like in the afternoon, like I believe when, it. Yeah. yeah, like when you've taken too long a nap and you wake up and you're a little fucking groggy. Um, but like I, I just, uh, you know, like I said to her, I go, I know there's got to be so many people that fight this on their own. Yeah, and it's brutal. And I, I said, look, I'll fucking say anything on the podcast. I don't care. I, I like you just go in, you go, fuck, maybe I'm helping people and do whatever. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and I you, think it's great you share it. Yeah. But I'm, it had been, yeah, it had been going fine. Everything had been going along fine. And then all of a sudden, yeah, different shit. The reason and, I asked you about work is what was it like at work? Because I've seen when you get angry, man, you, you're you pretty good at biting people's heads off. So I was oh, like, yeah. did you rip everybody in that office? A new no, one? no, no. The guys that I work with, my team are fantastic. They're great. And I just, by Friday, I had 
by Friday at about four o'clock, I was just mentally done. Yeah, I believe it. And they were just like, "Get the fuck out!" You know, just bail. You're good. No, the the guys on my my team that work for me are great. They're they're awesome. But yeah, I just said to her, I go, I go, fuck, man. There got to be so many people that fight this thing by themselves oh, yeah. that that fight that battle. And you go, fuck. You go, yeah, right now I'd fucking go to the Juniper spot. <laughs> Go hang out. I'd be yeah. there longer than 14 fucking minutes. Turn that light down. Put on that fucking uh, whatever. Who was that fucking guy you quoted today? In the, Matthew Wilder? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, what was really, really nice was um, hanging out Friday night at the Aztec game. Yeah, that was cool. With my sons. Saturday, we hung out all day. And then they had a you, basketball game, right? Yeah, they had a basketball game, and then we just hung out on Saturday night. And then, uh, and then yesterday, this was the funniest thing. This was the funniest shit ever. Um, I took them to Coronado. Yeah, we hung out in Coronado. They wanted to shoot hoops. There's no outdoor courts in Coronado. Is that right? Nowhere yeah. off of Orange or anything? Nope. Wow. So, I ended up in IB. Okay. Oh, that's hilarious. And I texted, or I put on Twitter, hey, no show tonight, we'll be back tomorrow. And goddamn if you son of a bitches were like, what are you doing in IB? <laughs> People of IB were very nice to us yesterday. We had a great day. That is awesome. That's yeah. cool. And I saw the the pictures the boys took. And yeah. Saw Kate fun. doing his thing. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So we just, uh, we hung out, like I said, slowly but surely we're putting it yeah. back together. I'm not 100%, but we're getting there. You know, it's, it's funny. I think uh, Costa wrote to you and I last night and was talking about the Academy Awards yeah. And you wrote back, I haven't seen a minute. And I was like, fuck, I could, it's something you always watch. Right. Then I started thinking, is he all right or is he with his kids? So I didn't know what the hell was going on with you either. But Out with them. Yeah. I, I, great. Yeah. I knew by, uh, I'd say I knew by Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, you, yeah. You so, can always wrong. say. Because I'll tell you yeah, the I truth. Didn't, honestly, I didn't know who to call. I didn't know oh, what to do. you just call do, me. But you're like, was, how fucked up are you? I'll tell you. Oh, I'll <laughs> well, tell you completely. Yeah, yeah. The way it was going, though, I was like, just through text messages, I was like, oh, fuck, there's a lot of heat behind these messages. Oh, no. Yeah. No, that I will always say it. I've said to everybody, that's, that's, I don't know if it, I, I feel weird calling it a disease, Dave, because yeah. I don't know what it is. That was like, you go, yeah, that is. I think a lot of people's emotions um, escalate quick. I know mine do. I try and yeah. catch myself. I, uh, you know, I've, I've always worked on uh, the temper thing for for about eleven years now. Of yeah. saying, you know what, I'm not going to get arrested in front of my kids. Yeah. And then uh, I try and catch myself. And there are times I know when I'm, I'm, you know, a little bit over the top. But it was it was funny. We're we're we were in a. I'm not going to give a lot of detail on this, but we were in a conversation where it was Stevie Woods, you and me. And Woods is laugh, wrote, I'm laughing my ass off. And I'm like, you just don't know him right now well enough. He's not, something's wrong. Yeah. I, I, could, I could see it. Yeah. And I didn't write to Woods separately and go, dude, something's wrong. Yeah. But I was like, something's wrong. You're always funny. Yeah. But I was like, fuck, dude, something's wrong. Oh, yeah. 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 No, you can, if anybody, yeah, if you notice it, yeah, it's all good. Because I've always said to the people, and I, look, this would be my free advice to anybody who's fighting the same fight I'm fighting. Be honest with yourself yeah. and be honest with anybody nice enough to check in with you. Yeah. Because if they check in with you and they're like, you good, you can say to them, what I always say to people, especially when it is going good, is I go, yeah, and I would tell you if it wasn't. <clears throat> check in on two or three other people Perfect. that may not be. And I will tell you that. 
And if you would have said the other day, hey, what's up? You good? I'd be like, no, I'm fucked up. <laughs> I'm fucked up. And I think I, I took this Lexapro. I wish you would have called me and told me. Honestly, because at that point, you and I were maybe 10 minutes from each other. I would easily yeah. would have left work and, and gone hung out with you. Yeah, it's it's funny, though. It's like I talked about that night when I was right ahead to Mexico. Like, yeah. I, I am incredibly fortunate again that I know I have a laundry list of people that I can talk to. You yeah. just don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, I understand. But I've always, <clears throat> but if somebody like said it, like I have a really close friend who lives out of the country who I talked to last night for a long time and they were like, oh, why didn't you say anything? I go, what are you going to do? Like, what I are you going to do? Like, I, I know you're there. Yeah. I know Dave's there. I know, shit, I know my ex-wife is there. Yep. I know my kids are there. Uh, Stevie Woods. Darren Smith, uh, the whole group, yeah. Katie, the whole group, man. I believe me. There's, I, I said it yesterday to this friend of mine. I go, my biggest fear is always being alone. And I said, the one thing I know is I'm not alone. Yeah, and that's a great feeling. But it's shit, man. The anxiety and the paranoia was something different, like I hadn't dealt with in a long time. Yeah. And that it's just the whole combination. Where you go, insomnia and the whole thing. And yeah, fuck, if, you, uh, if you're if you fighting that, talk to some... Shit, send me... Fuck, send me a DM on, on Twitter. I'll, I, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Um, but fuck, man, I chucked that fucking Lexapro. I did. I was yeah. like, okay. Like, you just take it. What I actually did, I'll tell you exactly what I did with it, is I, I took it. Uh, there's no water fountain. And I just put water in it. Swish it all around to kind of dissolve them all, and then tore my name off, right? Yeah. Tear, tear the label off, and then got rid of it. Yeah. Because Dave, I think you're right. I, you were right when you said, yeah, if you're going to go on it, you need somebody to prescribe it to you and say, okay, yeah, you haven't. I hadn't taken one in probably. Oh, I don't know. Shit, man. Before uh, August, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We lost Jake in October. October. Yeah, it was before August. Yeah, yeah. because it had kind of, and I, I completely fucked up by thinking like, well, that's why I have these here Yeah, is to deal with it. And I had always taken five milligrams and been fine with it. Um, And I fucking took 10. And I knew I didn't like the way my head yeah. reacted to 10. So I don't know why I did that. Um, I have a friend who's like... uh really kind of hyping me on cannabis yeah and saying like there's and I, i'm sorry i've never i never smoked weed i never did anything but there's oils and yeah, all this no. different kind of shit and they're like hey it may be good so i was like fuck man i'm an open book because I, I didn't like the lux approach yeah so we'll see but yeah slowly but surely i'm finding Figuring my way out of yeah yeah you're good figuring it out i wanted to uh i wanted to ask you a little baseball because uh, obviously, the big news that Machado is a Padre. I mean, it's, yep. it's kind of pretty exciting. You know, when you look at the fact that the jersey sales are all out. I mean, what can you expect? People have been waiting 10 years to figure out what jersey they're yeah. going to buy. They finally found one, and those 13s are off the shelf. The The Machado thing is, is interesting. Do you find yourself as a Padre fan that any highlights you can get of Manny you're in? No. So, it, you, want, you, like, you don't need to see him taking ground balls at third or talking to Tatis, just hanging out, or just wearing the – the over jacket with the SD on the left and the 13 on the right of his chest, any of that stuff, or are you, where are you at? You know what's funny, Dave, and it might just be because I was a fucking train wreck for the last five days. 
it still doesn't feel real yeah. to me in a lot of ways. Like, I'll be there opening day, and it's like, Dave, it's so unlike this team to have made that move. You're right. It's pretty cool. Look, I, I like you and I said, I don't know if Machado's going to come here and be the next Ken Caminetti or if he's going to come here and be the next Scott Coolball, right? Yeah. Fuck, we're not, none of us are paying his salary. Um, but like it just, it doesn't feel real. And so tomorrow, I think the game tomorrow is on Fox Sports San Diego. Okay. Paddock's pitching tomorrow. Oh, fantastic. Now that's kind of fun. Um, so now when you start, like it kind of feels my like the vision of the train leaving the station, right, where the wheels are starting to move. And you go, okay, now we're going to see Urias and we're seeing Tatis and Paddock's going to throw and, right, Mejia. I know they were talking about Chris Stewart had a good game today, but you're thinking about Mejia. But you know in a couple of days uh, Machado's going to be out there at third base. It just – it's so – mind-blowing to me because I still expect to wake up and find that he's with the White Sox or he's with the Dodgers or anybody but the Padres and just the idea that he's here. Dave, I just tell you, man, you know, for for this city, fuck, I hope he works out. This fucking city, this fucking city (laughs) needs him to be a stud. And I don't know, like, he said all the right things at the press conference. Fuck, man. I, I, like, I'm listening to Hartman driving down here tonight. Hey, the fleet win. It's fleet talk. And you're just like, God damn, man. Like, I, you're out of touch. Yeah. Right. You want the fleet to do well, right? But it's like, dude, you might as well be talking yeah. USIU baseball. You're I, 100% right. It's, and I'll say this because the, the way you described Machado signing with the pods is how I felt yeah. when LeBron signed right. with the Lakers. Right. You can't believe it. Right. And not that something the Lakers will do. It's just the, the fact it's fucking LeBron James. Right. And so it would be like talking angel baseball in L.A. when LeBron's a Laker. And so right. why the hell are you not talking to Machado? Right. And Stevie, you know what? It's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bump right there to these guys. Stevie Woods and Ben get it. He, yeah. You know, they're playing the hits. Machado Good. is the hits. <clears throat> yeah. And guess what? They had a huge book. Good, Good for them. Go, exactly. Good for them. And you know what? Machado is the talk right now, and that's about all you have in San Diego. It's the biggest news since the Chargers left, which is yeah. bad news. Yeah. This is this is huge news. Here's here's what happened after you left the game on, on Friday night. You left around the bottom of the eighth inning. Yep. So I move over to – I see a buddy of mine who's a scout. It was funny. You had a friend there that was a scout yeah. too. So I start moving around to a couple different scouts, and all of a sudden Machado talk comes up. Mm-hmm. And I ask, what do you think about Machado? And they scare the shit out of me. I almost <laughs> wish you were there for this. And this is what they all said. They go, Machado's always been known as a real fucking asshole in the clubhouse. <laughs> okay. Everybody knows it. But he's such a great player that people are willing to deal with it. Fuck. But what happened in the postseason scared a lot of major league teams. Yeah. That his assholeness came out during the, the postseason that went on in the field. Yeah. And they go, okay, it was enough to scare the Dodgers and enough to scare everybody but the White Sox and Padres. Now the question is, well, who's Manny Machado? Right. And they go, the difference between the Padres signing Manny Machado and the Yankees, if it turns into a disaster, yeah. the Yankees can <clears throat> afford the mistake, whereas the Padres can't. 
and listening to these guys talk, I was thinking, man, Jeff would love this conversation. I know your kids would have been born out of their mind, but yeah. if it was just you and me sitting there with these scouts, you would have had a million questions for them to go, well, what do you know? Because they all shared Machado stories. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, dude, this is kind of scary. And at the same time, you go, well, maybe he's fucking happy. He got $300 fucking yeah. million dollars and he admits he's in a great city and they're gonna, everybody's going to treat him like a king. Yeah. He's going to get everything he, he fucking wanted. Shit. Absolutely. Um, here's the thing on that. That's why, like, the, the deal with Machado for me, Dave, with this team is, like, we can debate Ian Kinsler or Will Myers or, right, Dallas yeah. Keuchel or Gio Gonzalez, Mejia, right? Any of these trades you talk about, yeah, you can fucking debate it all day. You don't know shit. Fuck you. They're going to be great. They're horseshit. The whole deal. Yeah. But you, I think your analogy of LeBron is so spot on because if Machado doesn't pan out for the Padres, man, you start looking and go, okay, how old am I today? Yes. And if this sets this fucking franchise back yeah. 20 years, I'm going to be fucking yeah. Frank and Barbara yeah, out there. Yeah, you are that old lady at Wrigley Field who's been waiting for a Cubs to win in right. her lifetime. I'm Sister Jean. Yeah, you are. And fuck, <laughs> I'm not ready to be Sister Jean. <laughs> and you go, you know what I mean? Oh, I know. I know what you're saying. So, um, like, I, there's a part of me where you go, yeah, fuck, they put all their chips in. Yeah. Uh, Which we applaud them for that, right? Right. You, you never know until you, until you gamble and take a shot. Right. But you also, if you're realistic, you look at it and you go, okay, uh, like, why did, why did the Yankees shy away from him? Yeah, right? why did the Dodgers shy away? Yeah, well, the Dodgers make a little bit more sense, right? I they mean, do, but if he was everything they thought he was, they would just say, hey, Seeker, they, Seeker still can't throw the ball across the right. diamond. Where the fuck are the Giants? You just go, exactly, where are the goddamn Giants? Where You know, you're right. Where are these yeah. other teams? Because you go, if, if it's just Seeker, you go, well, Seeker would move you to second or first, whatever, right. Machado's our guy. But they ran, and that's what, that, I'm not going to give the the teams away that said this to me, but they, they said this is why they ran. Yeah. And that fucking... Scared me. Again, we're hoping for the best. But he says, one guy I spoke to from a major team said to me, he's not that guy. Kind of said what uh, Matty V said. He goes, he's not that guy that you think you build a team around. He's just a guy that wants to be part of the team, which is kind of good, too. Well, because. Doesn't have a huge ego, but who are the young guys going to look at? Uh, yeah. You know, Dave, I, I think that's okay because I think a lot of people believe even with the money given to Machado, that ultimately this is going to be Tatis Jr.'s team. Uh, you know, I hope so. Right? And that kid, with his personality, his charisma, yeah, a guy for the most part, even though you traded for him young, came up through the system, so you almost feel like he's a homegrown kid, right? You almost, you do. I, I mean, you got him so young. He's been with the Padres now longer than he was with the White Sox organization. Right. Came up through. I feel like Machado is going to be a stud. But I feel like, I don't know, just my opinion, you look at it and you go, I'm super excited that he's going to be here. Um, but you go, I, I still think ultimately we're going to look at this at some point as Tatis Jr.'s team and Machado's going to be fucking a really awesome like uh, 1A player. Uh, although Machado will be the guy getting $300 million. But goddamn, Dave, I think where all of us will calm down yeah 
is the first time he makes a gold glove play at third. Yes. We just want to see him throw across the diamond. We just love watching Cameron Itty do it. Right. Yeah. I think the first time he fucking crushes a home run that matters. And I just, I'm just saying as a guy who's been a fan of this team for a long time, yeah, it freaks you out. A lot of that freaks you out because of how much is invested in him, much more than is invested in Hosmer or Myers or anybody else. But I can't wait for opening day. I can't wait you. for opening day to be there, to feel the vibe when he's introduced, when he makes a couple of plays at third, um, first at bat. What is that energy going to be like? My sons will be with me at that game. And you're like, yeah, David, it, it, they're just, man, it's kind of like there's just certain times where you got to fucking go for it. And kudos to those guys for saying, yeah, we're going for it. I'm, I, I, I'd much that. rather that they went for it here than if they'd done it a year ago with Jake Arrieta. Oh, without a, two different guys, right? right? One guy still is on the upswing of his career, whereas you know Jake Arrieta is on the downswing. Right. And then today when you see AC's thing about Harper, where it said, look, they went in, kind of gave a basic outline of a proposal. No counter proposal yeah. was given back. You go, all right, that makes sense. You go, yeah, okay. I, I don't come in here tonight and go, well, fuck Harper, he sucks, whatever. I think Machado's more what that team needs. But if fucking Harper was coming to here, yeah. holy shit, it would have been crazy. That being said, the three teams remaining in the Harper sweepstakes are the Phillies, the Dodgers, the Giants. The Dodgers got into it all of a sudden last night. And as I say last night, I'm talking Sunday night. Mm -hmm. So for me, I still will go back to what I said. I think it's the Phillies. I don't think he wants the Phillies. I no. think he has think? to... He has to take the Phillies. Like if 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 the Giants and Dodgers offered what the Phillies were offering, he would have signed already. Dave, but he he wants to be on the West Coast, and uh, unfortunately for him, the the team that wants to play his game is the Phillies. Man, how do you feel tonight if you're Gabe Kapler or you're John Middleton, the owner of the Phillies? This fucking guy. Yeah, we're the only guys that have put that money out, and he we're, still won't sign. Yeah, we're playing games. Yeah. And you fucking won't sign. Like, at some point, if you're the Phillies, aren't you like, you know what? Fuck you. You want to say fuck you, but at the same time, you're like, if we can get them, we're, we're off and rolling. I mean, they, the Phillies have done a lot where you can say they get Harper. They're definitely the favorites to win the East. So tell me this, and, and I'll bring it up with, with three different guys. Okay. Uh, I'll give you three different names, and there's, there's a gold medal, a silver medal, and a bronze medal guy. Okay. My gold medal guy is Bryce Harper. My silver medal guy is Dallas Keuchel. And just for fun, my bronze medal guy is Gio Gonzalez. For those three guys, as we sit here, tomorrow will be the 26th of February, March 1st on Friday. It is four weeks from Thursday is opening day. At what point do you need Dallas Keuchel in camp? At what point do you need Bryce Harper in camp? And at what point do you need Gio Gonzalez in yeah. camp? You need the pitchers first. They're the ones that take the longest to get ready. Because yeah. I guarantee you Harper's hitting somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's doing his thing. It's it, Harper's so far and away above as far as talent level. He's the only guy that's a guaranteed all-star this summer. Mm -hmm. Kai Cole would be my, my second. Gonzalez my third. I'm not a fan of, of Gio. I, I was years ago, three years ago. Kai Cole scares me that the Astros gave up on him. The guy was a Saigon Gold winner a few years ago. They gave up on him. I'm sure the Dodgers would say goodbye to Kershaw if they could. But yeah. they're, they're stuck with him, too. Yeah. Oop. Keuchel is, uh, is is an interesting guy. And I'll tell you why. And I understand Gio's lefty, too. Keuchel's interesting because of the Dodgers in the division. If you look at the Dodgers, they are really heavy left-handed batting. Mm -hmm. 
especially if they end up with Harper too. But yeah. You're looking at Bellinger and Muncie and Seeger and Jock Peterson and Tolls. All these guys are left-handed. Yeah. You know, whereas when you look at the Padres, they get like two guys that are left-handed in their right. starting lineup. You you need a lefty starting pitcher to go after him, but they also have some young guys. I, I understand that as well. Keiko would be my guy. What, yeah. he, he would be the guy. Gio, I think, is, is done. I just don't think Gio has anything for you. I don't know if you get Gio. Can you get Gio on a one-year deal? Yeah, I think you get Gio on a one-year deal. And now all of a sudden he comes in, you go, give him a one-year and a club option for yeah, a second. Exactly. Which, which buys you time with Quantrill or, or any Paddock, yeah. Gore, Espinosa, any of these other guys. Easily. Keuchel, is he, I mean, he's 31, Dave, right? Keuchel's opening day starter for the pods, but for the Astros that are probably, you know, one of the top two favorites to go to the World Series in the American League, he's their four. But goddamn, if you sign Keuchel for the pods, it eases so much of the burden for trying to force yeah. these young guys through the pipeline, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think the that's what I think a lot of people, when they say when the Padres are going to be good, you got to wait for these guys to mature and be major league ready because right now they just aren't. Mackenzie Gore is definitely not. No. But in a couple of years, he might be an all-star. You don't know. Well, and Keuchel, too, if nothing else with both of these guys, if it and I don't know where people in the, I know where you and I come in on it. But I don't know how many people in the audience buy into it. You can make the argument either way. I'm not going to talk you out of it. But if you believe that Darren Ballsley can get something manageable out of Gio Gonzalez, and all I would say is look at what he did with Tyson Ross, right? Where Tyson yeah. Ross for a couple of months was pretty fucking good. If you can get that out of Gio Gonzalez and you can get that out of Dallas Keuchel, and this team may not be in contention. Well, fuck, maybe all of a sudden now those guys are, are trade deadline Yeah, guys. they definitely would be. Yeah, and yeah. especially if they're on manageable contracts. Yeah. And that's where you go, okay, well, where do we need help, right? Where do we need help? Well, we don't really need any more outfielders. Uh, we got, we're pretty set in the infield. Where can we go? Well, maybe we can get more arms to come through or more depth. Um, and you start looking. But, but yeah, I... Uh, I I wasn't shocked yeah. that they dropped out of the Harper thing. I do think there was a part of us. Were you surprised there wasn't a hard offer by the Padres? Um, No, not in reality. I'm like, I, why I would think, you get on the plane twice if there wasn't a hard offer? That's what seems strange to me. Why wouldn't you at least throw a number out? Look, I, I don't know who Kevin's talking to, right? Yeah. I don't know who Kevin's source is. So I don't know if it is. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't ask anybody at the Padres. Um, so I'm just going off of what Kevin said, Kev wrote tonight. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I think there was <clears throat> this idea we, we may have even touched on last week. When you started to squeeze the numbers, you could find a way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you felt like you could flip Myers and get rid of some of that money. And you go, okay, well, if we're going with 30 for uh, Machado and 30 on Harper – and whatever the number is on Hosmer, is it 23? Yeah, it's like 22 or 23, yeah. Okay. So you're like, we're at 83 right now. You go, well, the and if you are if you can flip Myers out of here, um, you're at 83. Let's say you carry in 10 of Myers' contract, right? Just for, now we're at 93. You go, all right, the average major league salaries are 140, 150, somewhere in there. You got all these fucking kids coming up, yeah. making the minimum. So go, yeah, I think we can, can do afford it. it. Yeah, you think you could do it. But uh, look, I, oh shit, man, I can't. They signed Machado. They signed Manny Machado. 
as a guy who grew up with that team, I really can't sit here in all sincerity and be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Go ahead. When are you tightwad fuckers going to make a uh, play and get a... But can we just do one thing as a Padre fan base? Can we stop talking that as if... And look, it really doesn't matter now. That Bryce Harper would have been one of seven outfielders out there. It would have been Bryce Harper and five guys exactly. named right. Like, all of those guys have upside. It's all great. It would have been Bryce Harper Yep. and then six guys named Joe. It wouldn't have been seven outfielders. No. One, and then we start to determine, okay, who are the other four guys that are staying, and then what are we doing with the background? Oh, well, you know, Dave, you go get Will Myers. That's a huge logjam in the elf. Or, uh, excuse me, go get Bryce Harper. That's a huge logjam. No, it's not. You have one fucking guy. You have one guy. No one else outside of San Diego knows any of those fuckers. Right. You want to be excited. Yeah. And I love Cordero. I love Reyes made a big play today. Love those guys. It's great. But but you don't, face it. You people only like those guys because they wear a Padre uniform. Yeah. But I feel like when we look at them, I would say, though, Dave, I feel like when you watch Reyes and Cordero, you feel as a Padre fan, it's been a long time since you've had a kid come up where you go, yeah, it's kind of exciting. Right where you look at it and you go, well, we've had to go out and get Mike Cameron, or we've had to have to go out and get uh, Ryan Ludwig, or any other yeah. of these Will Myers, Manny Margot, you know, some of these other guys, Renfro to a certain extent. But I feel like the excitement with with Reyes and Cordero, don't you feel like it's a little different than the hype for Renfro or Margot? I feel like guys are are genuinely believe that those guys may be okay. Not maybe I, well, not I've, MVPs. No, no, but I've I've been a Renfro guy where I said let's see what he can do. Reyes is just a terrible fielder, but man, he's bad, dangerous as hell, right? Yeah. Cordero, let's see what he looks like when he's healthy because I yeah. like him too a lot. You know, those, yeah. the, the, to me, that's a lot of fun. I thought it was interesting that Will Myers is going to spend a lot of time in center. Doesn't surprise me that they said that that Myers wow. is going to go to center. They're going to move that thing around. The guy gets so bored, he's ADD. You might have to put him in center. You know, Myers did he is, start here in center? Yeah, he started here in center. Right? Yep. He came here. Yeah. God damn it. Now he's played all three outfield positions. He's played third. He's played first. He's all over the goddamn place. Yeah. But anyway, it's uh, I give them credit because they got Machado. That They even talked to Harper, and they were talk all across the country that they were in it. I'll ask you, if you're Harper, here, I'm going to throw three choices at you, and I'm not sure mm -hmm. exactly on the numbers. Phillies are offering basically what you said. They yeah. Offering you 10 years, let's say $335 million. All Thir right. Okay. Then you have the Dodgers who are offering four years – at forty million a shot, okay. So they're going to pay more per year than any of the teams, but they only offer them a four-year contract. So four years, one sixty. Four which years will take you to thirty. Yeah, four years, one sixty, which would put them back on the basically a free agent list again. Okay. But again, twenty-eight's your your prime year, so he's yeah. he knows that, and Boris knows that, and the Giants are going to come in lower because the Giants always do. Let's say the Giants offer ten years, two hundred ninety million, because the Giants are stupid. They won't put the extra ten in there to make it look good. <laughs> That's the kind of stupid shit the Giants do all the time. So let's say those are your options. So you already know that California is your preference, yet the Phillies are giving you everything you want. You probably mm -hmm. could win right away, including beat your former team. Yeah. It's a dick move against the Nationals, but right. it, but that's basically what you could do. You can't even go back to Washington now because they don't want them anymore. Yeah. They're out of the running, so it's not like you could be that guy that stayed with one team your whole career. That's over. Mm -hmm. What do you do? You're Bryce Harper tonight. What direction are you going? I'm going to the Dodgers. I'm taking the deal with the Dodgers because, to me – the Dodgers are close to home. The Giants have no farm system. If I get out of the gate slow in L.A., 
they're still going to love me in L.A. If I come out of the gate slow in Philadelphia, I'm dead man walking. Yeah. If I don't hear 330 with 125 RBIs and probably 40 bombs, which he should hit in that park, I'm probably dead man walking. And even if I hit that, they're still going to kick me right in the nuts. Yeah. And it's what we talked about last week, the idea of staying in the National League East, the whole thing. I go to L.A. and I look at L.A. and I go, Dave, you, you look at Seager and Bellinger and, you know, Kershaw's jacked up right now. Yeah. But but you look at Walker Bueller and everybody else that's on that team and the idea of being, I mean, I, I came in as a member of the Nationals. Yeah. But now I can be part of an iconic franchise and really – I, I'm kind of the face of that iconic franchise yeah, would be. starting immediately. And I'm in L.A., huge marketing opportunities. I kind of like the idea that Machado's down south because San Diego's got an interesting farm system. But for me, the safest bet is uh, I'll take the four years 160 and yeah. go sign with the Dodgers. And you become the highest pay, uh, paid player per year, right? I mean, yeah. All of a sudden, he's the richest guy to, per season in Major League Baseball history. Now, who long, knows how long that lasts, but ego-wise, these guys all have it. Yeah, I, I think that would be the place for me. I think um, I think you're going to see, yeah, I mean, it's a team who's been to two straight World Series. Um, they have an opening for me. I like the idea that Magic Johnson, right? I, yeah. I like that whole idea. My agent's right here in L.A. Um, Your wife lives in Southern California. Your family's an hour flat away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, for me, that would be the play. I would not go to the Giants. I wouldn't either. Because the Giants don't really have anything. And Boach is leaving. Yep. And I think I think if a player, I'm looking at that, and I go, well, who's coming in here? Like Tim Flannery said the other day, he's like, you're going to have 30 fucking robots yeah. managing these teams in a couple of years. So, no, I would look at it and go, yeah, I think right now the best play for me, best play for my family is is go to the Dodgers. It's not a bad deal. I mean, it, what I mean is, it's not. It's interesting as far as best play for your family. Not a bad. I try to get to five and two hundred. Yeah, and then God, all those out clauses. You know, Boris is going to figure right. out some kind of out clause in there. Yeah, I think you're right. The the two hundred would be big. The five and two hundred. Yeah, uh, if I could do that. Yeah. Um. God damn though. That'd Dave. be nuts. You know what's funny? I was in an elevator once with Fernando mm -hmm. at Dodger Stadium, and I said. Hey, you know, no one's worn 34 since you were here. Even though it's not retired, yeah. no one has worn number 34. And he goes, I told the Dodgers, unless you sign Nolan Ryan, no one's ever worn 34 again. <laughs> and he, you know, he joked around. Yeah. But Harper's that guy you give yeah. that fucking number to. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It'd be um, it'd be crazy, man. Uh, when do you think you think Harper signs this week? I think Harper's signed by, uh, by Friday. He's, you think he signs with the Phillies? I say he's with the Phillies. If I was betting, I'd pick the Phillies. How can you turn down the the three hundred and thirty five million or whatever it is? Maybe three hundred fifty million. Phillies and just pulls a fucking hammy in Dude, like week one. And but, I don't, I don't it. wish. I'm not wishing yeah. that, uh, Dave. I got to be honest. Like the Kershaw thing. Yeah. Like you see that, dude. I'm telling you, especially with Machado coming here, all of it, including Robert Kraft. I'm so paranoid right now <laughs> already, but even more so with Machado coming yeah. here. Like, I don't want to celebrate anything because I feel like as a Padre fan, it's all going to come back and bite us in the ass. That is, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. right. You don't want to just keep, fix. don't, don't yeah. celebrate Kershaw. Don't celebrate any of that shit. Just keep our mouths shut and see if we can get to 79 wins. Take so, Dave's money. Someone said, someone said to me uh, on Twitter, 
that if Harper went to the Dodgers, that the Dodgers become LA's number one team and Harper becomes the number one star, I completely disagree no. with that. It's always a Laker town. Right. And LeBron's the biggest star in LA, if not right. one of the top five in the world. Right. You know, yeah. outside of these soccer players, you know, it's 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 not even close. LeBron's yeah. the guy. LeBron, yeah. Uh, LeBron's crazy good. Hey, I'll tell you one quick story about um, about Manny Machado and how it works. And I was had this conversation with my buddy who ran Clinch Gear, my buddy Aaron Creasy. And we were talking about when you go and make a commitment to get a guy. And when we were at Clinch Gear, Dave, you ever heard of a guy named Fedor Emelianenko? Yes. Fedor... And at this time, like 2010, 2011, had, was a huge, the number one guy not fighting in the UFC. And so we as a company were negotiating to get Fedor. And so we went and got him. And shit, I remember in Chicago, we were in Chicago. We had to bring him like 30000 in cash. 30 grand cash. So buddy of mine's bringing all this cash around in a suitcase and we're driving around with it. Like it was fucking intense, right? Now we are doing a whole line, jackets, t-shirts, track suits, the whole thing. First fight, Mr. Indestructible just gets the fucking shit beat out of him and gets beat in the first round. Fuck. Boom. Fuck me. Now he's getting ready to fight Bigfoot Silva. And we're like, well, this is good because Bigfoot Silva's tough. But come on, this is Fedor. We're great. New designs, new lines, T-shirts, sweatshirts, tracksuits. Ah, this is great. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Fucking shit beat out of him again. God damn it. Fuck me, right? Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me. Now he's 0-2. Now the fucking promoter goes, uh, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to match him up against Dan Henderson. So as a company, we're like, well, this is fucking great. Our main guy yeah. against our other main guy. One of them is going to beat the fuck out of each other, and we're fucked. Guess what? Fuck it. New track suits, new sweatshirts, new T-shirts. What happens? But Dan knocks this fucking oh boy. crazy spy out. A third. I don't know that he's a spy. I'm just saying. I don't believe he's a spy. Knocks Fedor out. Now Fedor's 0-3. So we completely put the clinch gear jinx on him. So I was talking to Aaron the other day. I go, you know, man, can you imagine if he had beaten uh, Verdum, if he had beaten uh, Bigfoot Silva, how much different it would have been for our company? He goes, oh, man, it would have been crazy. Yeah. I go, how did we do on that thing? He goes, oh, we fucking killed it. Wow. He goes, we fucking killed it. He goes, we made money on that as a company he goes that money we we're paying him those were royalties but he said that was his small percentage everything else came in house he goes oh dude miles ahead so i was saying to him i said okay well look at it on a much bigger scale with machado coming to san diego he goes look i i, I don't know if it's a 30 million dollar difference i don't know but he said you have to look at everything that goes into it. And, and they alluded to this. Preller alluded to this a little bit. I think Pete Seidler did too. We have to look at how many extra tickets are sold. The people that come in that now are buying merchandise yep. and buying concessions and 
maybe buying sponsorships. And you saw what Jim Steig said the other day, which is, I don't know when the National University or any of those advertising signs are up, but now all of a sudden when those deals are up, that number goes up. And uh, Darren had a stat today. How many national TV games do you think? Did you hear this? How many times were the Padres on national TV last? Not at all. One game. One game. Which one was that? Fuck, who knows? Were they playing in Mexico last year? I know they played the Dodgers in Mexico. Was it last season? Shit, was that one? Maybe that was it because they have never, they have not been on Sunday Night Baseball in forever. Right. So now they haven't released the national schedule. But Dave, I'm telling you, with Machado of course. and Tatis yes. coming up and these guys, they're going to be there. Yep. So you just start looking at it from a business standpoint. And I just said to Aaron, I said, okay, so walk me through Fedor on a smaller scale for us, what it means to Machado versus the Padres. He goes, he goes, I'm just telling you, for our business, even though he got beat and he got beat soundly, we made our money back uh, five times over. Good. And you go, yeah, but I, I'm hoping the same thing applies. Now, if Machado, I mean, Dave, I think I saw they said they're already sold out of the jerseys down at, at the shop. And yeah, fuck, man, those things aren't cheap. Right. No, all those all. things are jacked yeah. up. So and on opening day and then day two and different nights that are coming out, if he comes out fast, what do you think it's going to be like down there in June? It's going to be fun. You know where it's going to be fun? And I hope this happens. When you look at baseball, and a lot of people say it's an old man sport, meaning young people mm-hmm. aren't into it. Between Tatis and Machado, if those guys bring any of that feeling that feels like those Caribbean World Series games, right. people might hate it at first. Mark Grant will hate it. Canepa will hate it. But they hate when guys <laughs> put their hats backwards. Yeah. But if those guys bring any kind of flavor, any kind of flair, it's different. And it's yeah. going to be exciting. Yeah. It's going to feel like for the first time in a long time, uh, it's what Larry Lucchino said when he brought Channel 4 here, which is crazy. It's been about 20 years since Channel 4 started televising those games. And when Larry said, yeah, we're going to put these games on TV every night because people are going to see the excitement and are going to want to be down there and be a yeah. part of it. And I think when you see Tatis and Machado and then eventually, man, if Paddock can, can be the guy they want him to be and some of the other pitchers, holy shit, Dave, it could be really, really exciting. Absolutely, it will be. Hey, I want to mention Alan Taylor and Taylor May Pools. More than 20 years in San Diego, Taylor May Pools has the perfect pool for you. You just don't know it. All you have to do is give Alan Taylor a call. Tell him you're thinking about putting a pool in your backyard and maybe some of the ideas you have, he'll be able to finish it from there. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. My wife had me running around yesterday. We we're looking at these model homes that were by us that had all these crazy pools in the back. Yeah. Telling me, I want you to take a picture of every one of these, and if we ever get a pool, that we're going to tell Alan Taylor this is what we want. So <laughs> all I did was take pictures of swimming pools yesterday. I could have, should have had Cade with me. How many did you take? It, fucking like seven. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're like me and Bob Kraft and your fun place to go for stress relief just got shut down, time to look for Plan B, and that's a tailor-made pool. Now, unfortunately, it's going to cost you more than the two $100 bills that Robert Kraft handed out. But the good thing is you'll be out there longer than the 14 <laughs> minutes that Bob White Collar Kraft was out there. Yeah, you can bring all the girls from the club. It'll be awesome. You guys can hang around, relax. All kidding aside, it was an absolutely, was it like a perfect San Diego day yesterday? 
God damn, Dave. And you drive around. I have to admit, IB was pretty fucking nice yesterday, IB. You son of a bitches. (laughs) Snuck up on me when I was vulnerable. Take advantage of the broken down kid from Cardiff. But it was great. And you go, you're just driving around. You're taking in the sun. We're in Coronado. You go, yeah, this is the day. This is the day where you go, we want to be in the backyard. You want to have the the grill up. You're going to have the fleet game on. Exactly. You're going to have everybody over. You're not going to have anybody over. Nobody's going to come over for to for the fleet barbecue, but at least <laughs> you can hang out and enjoy it. And what better way to relax than in a beautiful, custom, tailor-made pool? God, they're fantastic. Check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Go to that sponsor page and see for yourself the fine work that he does. Also, don't forget about Brian Curry. He's selling real estate all over San Diego County. He's been doing it for more than 20 years. He wins a ton of awards doing it. He's also a certified negotiation specialist, which means he's going to get you the best deal for your house and also be able to negotiate with a house that you're looking at. Don't forget about Brian Curry and his history in the military. We love that. He doesn't talk about it, but we do because we're proud of him. Brian's also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, it's a tough job. Make sure you give Brian Curry a call. His number is 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I'm changing his name. He's no longer Brian Curry. He's Jean-Claude Curry, like Jean-Claude <laughs> Keeley, because he's been bombing the slopes at Jackson Hole, but he's back and he's ready to go for you. I will say this. While I have complimented IB, I'm a little bit like Trevor Bauer in my relationship with IB. Don't start getting emotional with me. Because I'm not buying you a goddamn ring, and I'm not buying you. We had one good time. We had some laughs, okay? But we're platonic friends. Me and IB are exactly yeah. the way Trevor Bauer treats every chick that he wants to date. But at some point, Dave, I'm going to have to put a ring or put a key in the door somewhere, and the guy who's going to help me doing it is Brian Curry. Brian Curry is the best, and he will help you as you just go through. Man, there is so much to sort out. When you're trying to make an incredibly difficult decision, Dave, didn't it give you, you talked about going around looking at homes yesterday, man, it gives you, I talked about fighting anxiety last week. Like it gives you anxiety again because you start looking at things and you go, okay, what does this do to my commute? What are my neighbors like? How many of them are dicks? You aren't kidding. You are not kidding. I literally, this is how it went. I had no desire to go out and look at houses yesterday. Okay. Right. But my mother has been with us since October. She's headed yeah. back in a few weeks, headed back to uh, Nashville. Because when you pay taxes, as you listen to Derek Jeter, who got busted for this, you have to spend more time in the place you're paying taxes than the place, let's say, San Diego. So oh, her taxes shit. in Tennessee are a lot cheaper than her taxes in California. Okay. So she needs to get back to Tennessee so before the calendar screws her over. So I said, what are you going to do when you go back? Are you going to sell your house and come back out here? I told her you could stay here if you wanted to. Yeah. The more I'm in San Diego, the more I like it, she tells me. <laughs> Every fucking house that she had me go to yesterday had that casita. You know what I mean? No. So instead of like you go see these houses, instead of a garage, it's basically an apartment. Oh. You know, yeah. she has her own private entrance. Right. Her own bathroom, her own kitchen, her own laundry. Oh, wow. I mean, you could rent some of these places, out, these casitas out for like 2000 a month. You could oh, rent them out. Oh, shit. Nice. And every one of these fucking things. And I'm like, we are not looking at houses for my wife and I. We're right. looking 100% for her. Yeah. And I told my wife, don't fall for this bullshit. Yeah, no. I said, I'm fine. We're everywhere she's, i, I got to let you know. You know, this has a beautiful casita, but you and Jeff could do your show right here. <laughs> like she had a studio in every house. 
She's telling me exactly where. Yeah, what part of town were you walking? We were, we, we were here. We were in okay. Ro- Rolling Hills and East Lake and all oh, that nice. shit. Okay. And I just said, look, I fucking like my house. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like my house. And this is this is the issue where we're at is Jake passed away four yeah. months ago. My wife wants out of here. Okay. Yeah, I got it. And so, yeah, you were here. You were here the yeah, night when everything bad happened. And Josh and I are like, no, we don't want to go. A couple of reasons. One is you aren't supposed to make a major move uh, within a year of someone passing away or a major uh, disaster in your life. And yeah. Josh and I aren't ready to make a move. Two is there's so little things that I'm trying to hold on to my son right. that I, I'm not. Well, I don't want to go from here. I no, mean, I don't blame you. I mean, how many times have you and I sat right here, looked right to your left, right. and Jake was sitting right there on that couch? Yeah, I feel like if if uh, if you leave, then then he's gone. Yes, all the times that is no as much as I know he's not walking down the stairs that those stairs aren't going to be there. And but, and I don't want to. I'm not ready to go. So if, if whatever is best for my wife is what we'll end up doing. But as of right now, I'm not not going anywhere. You know, and Josh isn't ready for us to move anywhere. And so that's where I'm. I'm fine where my house is at. And, yeah. and everything else. If, if funny thing is. A year ago, when Jake was alive, I told you I'm ready to get out of this yeah. house. Everybody was moving yeah. in. Yeah, everybody yeah. coming in. Yeah, that was it. We're ready to, to move out. So we're downsizing. That's what we we're looking to do. And now I'm just looking to hold on to anything I have. I don't blame you at all. Uh, one quick thing, and then we'll get to the other spots. I'm just curious. If you walk into his room tonight, is his room the way it was? It's exactly October 29th. The way it was. It's exactly how I would leave it too. It's uh, it's funny. My wife was talking about painting and everything else. Here's the weird thing. The last time I saw Jake, well, both dead and alive, he was in his room. And yeah. so our last conversation, he was laying on the bed. I was standing in the doorway, and we just had a straight conversation about what was going to happen the next day. Yeah. And I've I've gone in that room, and it's funny. Josh prefers that door stay shut. Rita doesn't go in the room at all. I'll go in there a lot. Yeah. And dumb as it sounds to anybody, it, I I literally just lay there and I hug that mattress. Right. Because that's where he was. I get it 100%. And then I sit there and I'll put my head right where he was when he had a conversation. And I try and think what was the last thing he was looking at when he was talking to me from that angle. Fuck. I, yeah. I play everything back a million times. Yeah. Dude, I, it's, uh, you know, as you said, right when you think you have something kind of beat, you don't. Like yeah. what happened to you last week. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we... Um, uh, I'll just mention this real real quick. We we started playing baseball uh, last week. Benita Vista started mm-hmm. their season, and we're lucky to be two and zero. Well, for the our game, where we had two home games, and I'm standing there. The way we do the national anthem is, believe it or not, we practice this. I, you I, have to. I, I told the kids this is a military town. It's really important to me we do this right. Yeah, and good. Said, and we we literally practice where we're going to stand. Where the kids stand, the kids who are in the game, the ones who are out of the game. So as the manager, I hand the lineup card out. I stand in the front of the the white line in jersey number order back. They stand behind me. The assistant coaches stand behind the kids. And so I'm standing in front, and in front of me is the American flag. But to my right, the parents were nice enough and created a banner for Jake. Oh, wow, nice. And it's, so it's on the fence. So it's uh, – it's I'm wearing a Benito Vista sweatshirt now, but it's this it's this logo. It's a, J, nice. it's a JP logo. And so I'm standing there, and I'm looking at the flag, and I look over to my right. And I see that JP logo for the first time. Right. And then the national anthem's playing tears just rolling down my face. Dude, 100%. And so, you know, I'm not trying to, to hide it or embarrass it. I don't know who's staring at me. They're paying attention to the, the flag. But I'm like, I can't even hold it in. No way. And then I walk into the dugout. And uh, one of the moms who's been so great created Jake's own locker. Like, like Oh, a, no way. Like a Thurman Munson deal. And yeah. There's his own nameplate. There's a jersey hanging, 25 Jake. Fuck. I love it. It's awesome. And so Josh saw it for the first time. I saw it for the first time. I, I didn't even know it was there. And then yeah. both of us, again, falling apart. Right. And so it's it happens. Then today at work, same thing, just sitting there working, everything's going good, 
dude, a big wave. Just all of a sudden, man, I'm crying right at my right at my desk. Yeah. And then he's just like, fuck, dude. You don't want anybody staring at you because you don't want to, you know what I mean? It's not one of those, hey, look at me, I'm crying. But you're like, fuck, man. It's just, it's you miss the kids so much. You were there yeah. at the Gas Tech game Friday night. The Utah uh, shortstop wrote, you know, uh, how much he misses Jake on his glove, plays with it every day. There's, uh, you know, there every kid there was tight with Jake, and so yeah, it just it, it hits you in waves, and and so I'm not w- ready to move out of this house because this is what I'm trying to hold on to. No, I don't blame you at all, and um, it's it's funny, Dave, because I remember when my buddy Cheech passed away. When my buddy Cheech passed away, what the hardest thing for us was packing up his room. Yeah. And we had to pack up his room because his condo was being sold. Look, it's just my opinion for what it's worth. I, as a parent, as a dad, I would leave everything that it is because there's no reason to clean that room out. Um, My sons will leave different things in my car, right? It's very funny, and and you'll crack up laughing. My sons are 11, and they have two WWE action figures that are in my car right now. I have Ric Flair... (laughs) And I think I have, uh, fuck, who's the other one I have? Uh, Jake the Snake. Yeah. My sons will always say, my sons are always kind of looking out for me. And they're like, look, if you miss us, just put these guys up in the front seat. Dave, there are days I just fucking drive with those guys in the front seat because it it takes me back to when my sons are there. So I get that 100%. What's really funny is, and you'll start laughing at this, I did figure out, other than the work thing, this was the craziest shit. When I started to realize when things started to go off track, and I could laugh about it now, it was the day that I got the forms in the mail from LegalZoom that officially said Jake's projects. Yeah. Because that was the day to me where I'm like, holy fuck, he's never coming down. He's yeah. never coming back. And I, I've said on this show, and I, I'm always careful how I said to Dave, but Dave and Josh and Rita have been great. 2018 was a completely different year for me with him yeah because i've said it every time it's the year he changed from being your son to being my friend yeah and the conversations that we had the connection that we had the whole thing i hope you never leave here in my very selfish way because being in a different house and having these couches it's not the same and it's just like his spirit lives there his spirit's up there in his room and for you guys as a family everybody grieves different i understand and if it got to the point where your wife or or your or Josh or anybody else said, you know, I just can't do it. Then you then you gotta yeah. you gotta figure it out. Um, but for right now, man, I I just still feel like he's still in that room. Like yeah. you feel like he's up there and he's doing his bullshit with yeah. Kareem. What's it called? <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabong. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like those two. Jabong James, Hannah Bongtana. When I, I, I used think- to. W- w- I don't know if we ever shared this, but I used to break bongs. If I found Jake with a bong, yeah. I used to take a big hammer and break him, and then he'd yeah. lose his shit. Yeah. That's LeBong James. He like, what? Get him all named. Like, Hannah Bongtana. Get him all named. Like, I just was thinking about him. Fucking idiot. Today, because I was like, I wish he was here. Yeah. Because I could have told him the fucking paranoid story about being arrested yeah and it would have laid him out it would have it it. been so great he would have loved it because he would have been like what yeah what did she do was she hot he would have can we go like he would have yeah. been like right now oh yeah he'd have been like let's fucking go dad let's go yeah. like he would have wanted you to go 
Who else would he take in? You. Fuck. Dad won't go. Woods will go. Right? He would have taken Woods down. But if I would have told him, oh, dude, I was so convinced I'm getting arrested. What? Fuck. You're not, you probably are getting arrested. I'm like, well, come with me. We'll get arrested together. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. No, I think about him all the time, man. It's uh, it's it's nuts. Here, real, real quick, one last one. We'll mention Kyle Fluger, of course. He's the guy that does the website. We're so proud of. He can make your website great as well. If you're looking to upgrade your business website or you're looking to start a new business, make sure you call Kyle Fluger. He's really good at what he does. Six one nine five hundred six six two one six one nine five hundred six six two one. Love it. Friends in uh, Denver are jumping in. The Jake's Projects website will be on there shortly. Uh, jakesprojects.org we're going to sink it in a lot of new things coming to the website and and like I said it's all about a brand no matter yeah. what you're doing right now you have to define yourself in the marketplace for your brand my one son has an incredible ability to draw I can't draw a fucking stick man this yeah. kid's 11 years old he's designing logos he's doing all this crazy shit and he's having a blast doing it. He goes, hey, can you help me get a website? I go, I couldn't fucking, you can give me every nickel in your <laughs> piggy bank. I couldn't get it done, but I said I know the one guy who could. His brother knows more about the fucking NBA. My 11-year-old son, Jack, could work for the NBA scouting today. Yeah. The fucking kid knows everything. And I said, you know what? I'll talk to Kyle. And we can put, you know, Jack's blog. You fucking can't spell worth a shit. <laughs> Uh, but we'll put spell check on it. And if you want to do it, I'd you like know, it better without spell check. We'll yeah, just there. figure it out, right? Do all kinds of different shit. Um, yeah, do that kind of stuff. I like the idea. I saw this thing, Dave, and, and this should be kind of something cool for parents. And, and nobody's going to find your, you know, you could put a different kind of name for your website. Nobody will find it. But I saw a great story the other day, and I wish I had seen this earlier. Where they said if you're a new parent, and this is probably good for Steve and, and for Hannah or Ryan Barkley or anybody else, set up your kid an email address. Give your kid an email address, which is funny, right? Because 11 years ago, where would they have been? Probably out of AOL. They could have yeah. been in Yahoo or Gmail, right? Hotmail. Yeah, Hotmail. <laughs> exactly. But give your kid Woods at uh, gmail.com. Yeah. And write him emails, send him pictures, send him all these different kind of things. I don't know how well it would hold over 18 years, right? I mean, you're going to get a thousand fucking emails in there. <laughs> but I kind of like the idea. But but even if you took that one step further and said, hey, Kyle, show me how I can create a website for my kids where I can give them emails or blogs about what life was like when they turned one or different things we did where their mom and dad can write their life story and pictures can be there, the whole thing. And then when they get to a certain age, they can start contributing to it as well. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, I couldn't help you do it, uh, but Dave couldn't help you do it. No. But the guy who could would be Kyle Fluger. Absolutely. All right. Are we coming back tomorrow? Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night, assuming I don't get rested, arrested <laughs> when I leave. Uh, but I think I'll be all right. Um, yeah. Appreciate everybody. Dave, I appreciate you very much. It's all Thanks, good. Man, I appreciate that. Thanks <laughs> to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Friday, was, I wasn't so sure. Oh, fuck. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you. But here's the one thing I will say sincerely before I leave. If you're fighting it, let people know. Yeah. Right? Let people know. And more importantly, 
If you have people that are fighting it that you know, just check in on them. Check in on them. Say hello. Remind them that you're thinking about them because, believe me, it definitely helps. And I, I uh, as much as we fuck around on this show with all of you, uh, we appreciate you all very much. You guys are great. Absolutely. It hurts so bad it's been so